right, we're back with the Malapert Smart Podcast. We got a little AEW talk for the week just because we got to squeeze them in. Not too much, though. You know, we'll give them the time they deserve. Because if we're, if we're here for two hours talking, guys, in like one session, how much time do you think AEW deserve out of that two hours? Like five minutes? I was just about to say uh, maybe <laughs> five, maybe at most ten. At most. Okay. At most. Okay. Uh, so it really depends on if how much happened throughout the week. If That's true. Much well, this week was a lot happened. of WWE stuff. So yeah, exactly. Well, I'm way... just saying I'm I'm counting the ten minutes based five to ten minutes based on what actually has been happening. I mean, if, <laughs> okay. if something good had happened, I would have said longer. You know, but since we, I haven't seen anything really good happening on that show in yeah. quite a while. That's why I said five to ten minutes. Okay. Well, we got AEW Dynamite today to discuss from. February 21st of 2024, if anyone's keeping track. This is uh, <laughs> this is Ruby Soho and Cool Hand Ange. They found love. Huh? Good for them. <laughs> They're finally going out on a date, right? Because Ruby Soho's not in with the outcasts anymore. She, she thought that nice limo was, yeah, she thought that nice limo coming was her ride. He's like, no, we got a lift. <laughs> but she's cool. She's like, that's fine. If, if this happened 20 years ago, <laughs> instead it's, it's Grandpa Ric Flair. <laughs> is Ric Flair still cool? He's still Guys, smiling and profiling. Is Ric Flair still cool? No, no. He but used to be cool. He used to be cool, yeah. He used to be cool. But I mean, you know, uh, you can, it's hard to be cool in your 70s. And I think, well, he's, no. he's definitely he trying to be, right? He's always trying. Based on the way he's dressing and stuff, I he's mean, he's definitely not. Smiling and profiling. Yeah, he's definitely not dressing like a guy that that he should be dressing as. He's dressing like someone that he thinks like he's in his thirties or twenties or something. Yeah, no, this is not a good look for Flair at all. <laughs> well, do you guys remember anything from this backstage interview he had with Renee? I don't. I don't really want to play the whole thing. I don't think it was anything. Uh, just, no, I think he's more... like. Is very I dismissive. Think, yeah, he said he like, wants to talk to the young bucks to settle or like to settle something going into like the match that they're gonna have with Sting and Darby. I think I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something to that effect. Like he was gonna meet with the the young bucks to discuss something about that match to get something straighter. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Which is what ended up happening. He ended up going to the the private rooms. These guys are vice presidents, so they got their own rooms. Matthew and Nicholas. We have to call them by their passport names. And they're they're yeah. dressed up like executives. You know, they're wearing suits. Yeah. Their passport names, douchebag one and douchebag two. They are wearing suits and shirts, but their chest is out like douchebags. <laughs> oh, semi-professional. How about that hat? How about that hat on Nicholas That's over cool. here? <laughs> I don't have no problem with the hat. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, I have. I don't. I don't even know what to say. I, I don't think I have any more words. For He's them. like the guy who would, he would be in front of you at Starbucks in line, and he'd be rude to the barista, you know, yeah. if they wouldn't because get his he, order, like some some complicated order. He seems like he'd maybe yeah. one of those complicated order guys at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of those like, hey, I, I've written it down. It needs all these type of ingredients to be right. Like twenty different things. We're going to get back to the Ric Flair stuff and Sting and everything, but before we get to that, let's do some uh, women's AEW. How about Tony Storm? She got a victory against a jobber here, so she's going along with her feud with 
Diana Parazzo, which is going to be at Revolution. Watch this part right here. When she gets uh, taken out by Luther and Diana Parazzo come, is going to come out because she's the next match. So it led right into right. each other. So Diana Parazzo's music hits right when Tony Storm is leaving the arena when they cross paths with each other. And somehow Tony Storm is still in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not bad. I'll give him that. That wasn't that bad. Good production value. So, Diana Peraza is going to fight Madison Rain. Yes, from the beautiful people. From the legendary group, the beautiful people from TNA, right? Would you call yeah. Madison Rain a legend, Flat? I mean, that group no. was mostly Velvet Sky, though. Without Velvet no, Sky. I, I would not call Madison Rain a legend, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean she's, like, bad or something. She, I mean, I don't know. They said that she's she's tra she was a trainer, I believe. Amongst how they said they hired her. I don't so. remember her being as bad as we saw in this match, which I'm gonna put some of this match just because we were talking about what a disaster it was. But I'm gonna skip it, 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 a little bit towards well, the one, end. One spot in particular. Yeah. No, all of it. Here, watch. All of it was a disaster. Oh, yes, I agree. But the spot in particular was just cherry on top. Watch starting right here. All right, look. So she. Forearm to the chest, okay. Forearm yeah. to the chest back at her. Now it doesn't look that strong. Alright, touches her chest, no. alright. See, this is this is bad. Strong style. Yeah, it's a light push. You see, here, what is this? What is that? Same thing, no selling whatsoever. Alright, this is where they try to do tricky stuff, but like they're getting confused with each other, I think. Right here. Twist around, now I do this, and I'm gonna try to do this, and you do this. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> and then, and that's the, that was the bo bad botch right there. It oh, looked like, God. I thought Madison Rain should have just fell flat on her face, and she would have been fine, but for some reason she tucked in. Unless that wasn't the move she was expecting. I don't really know. I have no idea what hard happened. To, hard to say who what happened there and who's at fault. I mean, I, I don't know, but that was a yeah. uh, So she says something to the ref to make it, I guess, make him think she's okay, but she's they just finished the match right here. So at least may, maybe they had more shit. They had more yeah, garbage planned. They probably had more. They probably had more fucking horrible wrestling plan that they were gonna do. <laughs> they just abandoned it to finish the match, which was a good idea. It was good to put this match in the track for it's long. Let's, let's put an end to it. Good God, yeah, I know. She's out there trying to gloat like she won, but she knows that shit was horrible. It's kind of yeah, bad. Well, this doesn't look uh, good for her going forward. Just saying, if she wants to be a know. star in this company. So here comes Tony Storm in black and white. Watch, Watch for the, the shoe. shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look, she took a pump kick, Tony Storm did. But, you know, it didn't really do anything. Here she is putting her finishing move. On Diana Parazzo, but okay. I don't know. We we talk about AEW mostly to just critique and judge. Well, I mean, they make it easy for us, don't they? She's gonna let go of the move eventually, and she's gonna put on some lipstick. Yeah, can we show the some... lipstick, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That Again, her side, only... her side in black and white. They could have made good thing of this whole thing. I feel like they could have made more out of the dichotomy of the black and white and the color. If they were going to use this, they could have done more like of a good versus evil type of thing. 
Because there's something there. There's something there, like, metaphorically, but there's really nothing there for this match. I like the Tony Storm stuff just because she's silly, but it's it's yeah. not as good as it could be in terms of real wrestling, if you want, oh, if you want no. to be honest. Oh, of course, of course. But as far as entertainment value, she is pretty funny. Yeah, she is. Uh, well, oh, okay, and... this is my favorite. Yes, this is my favorite part. This is the move of the Ooh, Oh, <laughs> oh my God. She did plant her, man. That ended the match. Why did they hate Madison Rain so much? They literally said the move of the night is a botch where she literally could have been paralyzed. It looked real, though. They might as well use it. And it's unbelievable that they did that. Move of the night, a botch where a, a, a lady almost got paralyzed. My goodness. And it's unbelievable that they did that. Move of the night, a botch where a, a, a lady almost got paralyzed. My goodness. Okay. All right, the next thing I would put is this uh, Sting and Darby Allens promo against the Young Bucks because the Young Bucks destroyed his kids a couple weeks ago when they were trying to celebrate their tag team title victory. So he gave an impassioned promo saying the Young Bucks are in for the fight of their lives, right? Which was a good promo. I saw some thumbnails on YouTube of people who were like, wow, what a great promo from Sting. But it is, but it, you know, it kind of kills it that it's for the young bucks he's telling the young bucks they need to prepare for the fight of their lives so man this whole thing is just i'm not enjoying it kind of sad about it i'm not gonna review it in depth if anyone has anything they want to say against me or agree with me or whatever it's up to you um yeah i mean i guess i agree it, w it, w it was a stronger thing promo than that he's probably ever given out in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, from what I remember, he was very passionate because, right, his father had just died. So he probably, you know, this is like helping with the grieving of, of in a sense, doing this type of promo. And you, you could see that he was legit, legit serious. There was no joking around here. This was, you know, it was a pretty good promo for the most part, I would say, considering that I don't think Sting has ever really given a great AEW promo or really been known to really give great promos as being one of his strengths. So, yeah, I would say this was definitely a good thing. But as far as, yeah, the match with the Young Bucks, we've already discussed it and analyzed it and been through it, and it's just not something that we want to see as things last match. But we get what we get, you know, in AEW. Robert, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, this promo wasn't bad. I, I didn't. No, I it wasn't it was bad. Cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. And yeah, I, and I mentioned this before too re regarding the Young Bucks. Um, I, I don't hate them, but I just I still don't like them as uh be, being the final match for Sting. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me. I, I know many times uh, throughout both his and the Undertaker's career, they they're constantly being compared to each other, right? The Undertaker's final match was against AJ Styles. That's, that's like yeah. so much better than. <laughs> I know. You know, like uh, then um, Sting versus the Young Bucks. I don't know, but I, but I, I don't hate the Young Bucks, but I'm still not a fan of this matchup for it to be his final match. All right, enough about that one. Let's move on to the Wardlow segment. Vlad mentioned that this could be something that we could review, actually. Maybe the only thing that we'll watch in its entirety. Yeah. Wardlow's right. little promo. It wasn't too long, so we can just listen to it. And then afterwards, we'll give an opinion what we sure. think about it. And now, oh. Get out of my ring before I knock you on your old ass again. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm pissed. I've been pissed off for a long time. Because two years ago, 
I've had thousands and thousands of people chanting my name city after city in a manner that hasn't been heard or seen in decades. Well, that's true. I was the next big thing, but apparently the rocket that got strapped to my back was put on upside down because ever since I have been driven into the ground <laughs> and screwed over <laughs> and over well, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's stating but, facts. But, but why are you complaining to us? Complain to the guy in the back that's booking booking you in this horrific. Well, he, fashion. he does. He 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 does in this promo. Like he well, mentions it. <laughs> well, you know that's a problem that you should be. I mean, everybody wants. Okay, I mean, I understand that you wanted to do this live in front of the crowd and whatnot. But really, you should be complaining to the whatever. Whoever is doing his creative in the back that is putting him in this awful position. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, play the play the promo. You would think the one true homegrown day one AEW original megastar would have been the champion a long time ago. But somehow I've never even received an opportunity for the heavyweight title, and people back there need to be fired and thrown in jail for that fact. <laughs> they need to be thrown in jail. <laughs> I agree with that. I think they should be. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I kind who, of. Who is he talking about? This... Tony Khan should be fired. He should fire himself. Oh, that's true. Who, who else? I mean, yeah. Can you? Can the guy that owns the company fire himself? I don't know. But I was just going to say, you know, I kind of compare him a little bit, uh, looks wise and. Body wise, to kind of a Braun a breaker, okay. and obviously, the, his issue is not so much that he's not good; it's that he's in AEW. Like, like if you reverse them, like if you put Braun Breaker in AEW and and um, Wardlow in uh, WWE in their development, like they would have they would have just gone the other way, right? Wardlow could have possibly been a star, but AEW has no development. They don't know what they're doing. They're just they don't know what the heck they're even – they don't even know what they got. They don't know how to make a star. They, they have nothing going for themselves as far as that goes. So, yeah, he's, he's shit out of luck. I'm sorry. You're in the wrong company. I don't know what else to tell you. You're, you're not going to make it here. There's nothing to make you. There's no one there to make you, and they don't know how to do it. So, sorry, you can complain on the mic all day long. It's not going to make a difference. There's no one there that's going to be able to help you and save you. You want to go and become a star? You go to the WWE, my friend. I'm sorry. That's your only hope. If they want you, you go there. And so stop complaining. You're in the shit company and you've been there from the beginning. You have no one to blame but yourself. That's that's my thinking on that. I don't know. Hey, well, all right. I'm going to finish this off first before we get to Robert and my thoughts. Yeah. For the heavyweight title and people back there need to be fired and thrown in jail for that fact. <laughs> I do like that line, though. <laughs> yeah, I rewinded it a little bit, but here we go. But let's look at some of the people who have held it. Because there's been a lot of men running around here claiming to be the best, to be better. There's kings, there's gods. So what does that make me? Because the best in the world, the real heavyweight champion, I beat his ass like nobody has in his entire career. His body's still falling apart from me. Well, that is true. 
putting himself over. The guy who's better than all of us, and we know it. Yeah, yeah, your favorite. Well, guess what? I squashed him like an insect and beat him like nobody ever has in his career. That's true, too. All right. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he's spitting Which facts. Which brings me to the most dangerous man in the room. Our king, the current champ, Samoa Joe. Hmm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can somebody remind me what happened when him and I were in the ring? Oh, yeah, that's right. I choked his ass out and I beat him, too. Yeah, but then he get his, like, oh, ponytail way, cut off by him also. Shiny titles and custom suits look a hell of that's a right. Better on me. He humiliated him. So again, Samoa Joe humiliated Wardlow. <laughs> What does that make me? Because it sounds like I'm the best in the world. It sounds like I'm better than you, and you know it. It sounds like I'm the most dangerous man in the room. I am the uncrowned king of AEW, and it is time that I start eating like one because I have been starving and I am done being fed scraps. Look at me. Look at me. I am everything a world champion is supposed to be. I'm the baddest son of a bitch to ever lace up a pair of boots. And there's no one back there <laughs> bigger, stronger, or faster than me. Damn. There is no one that can stop me. And if anybody wants to get in my way, just know this is no longer wrestling. This is war! Well, okay, this is great if it's going to be the start of something where they're actually going to yeah. push him coherently, or it could be Absolutely. nothing. With AEW, you just you don't know. You actually, actually, I think it's most likely going to be lead to nothing. Is is the unfortunate aspect is where I'm leaning towards. So this all is for night. Was this a great promo? Yeah, I think as, as a standalone promo, forget his booking the last two years. Uh, yeah, this was a good promo. And if it's the beginning of something, I'll I'll eat my words. I'll come up. I'll come on here week after week and say this was the beginning of something and I was wrong. But I'm, given AEW's history and, and given how they've actually been booking their shows, I'm going to say this is just a big nothing. This is just, uh, it's going to lead to absolutely zero. So we'll see. What do you think, Robert? Any chance this leads to something? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, now because now that he's puts it all out there in, in the in a promo like it's it's public now not not that people didn't already think it now but now that he's made it public in a promo we'll see if there's any accountability or not i mean it's, you would think if they let him go out the, sorry robert i'm sorry go ahead oh uh, yeah i mean i didn't have really have much to add after that i mean we, we're just gonna have to wait and see if anything comes from this or not is it really gonna be for nothing or will something come out of this all right all right vlad i want to move on do you have anything to say just real quick, real quick. I was going to say, you would think that the fact that they put him on the air, that this would lead to something logically, like, why else right. do this? But you just you just never know with them. Right. So, okay, that's all. All right, well, let's move on to the Hangman Page news. He got hurt in this main event. It was a useless six-man tag. 
continued his feud with Swerve Strickland, powerbombed him through a table. So I guess the story there is just that they're going to feud and hate each other forever. Okay, I can dig that. I have for certain people that I hate forever, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, how did this match end? Let's see. Hold on one second. Oh, this is where Hangman Page got injured, I think. The, he's got a muscle buster. Samojo had him up for a muscle buster, and he escaped it, but fell, like, on his leg or something. So that's the end of Hangman. I guess he's not going to be involved in that three-way main event that they were planning with him and Swerve and Samoa Joe. So, yeah. I mean, I, I would have preferred a one-on-one um, Swerve versus Samoa Joe matchup anyway, so that's not a loss to me. Yeah, to me, I mean, I, you never want to see somebody get hurt, but yes, I agree that this is actually working out, this works out for the better, for sure. Well, this is going to end with Samoa Joe making Rob Van Dam pass out, right? I think that's the end of the match. Yeah. RVD. This could have been a TNA matchup at one point. In history, probably, probably was at some point. Maybe, I know, I, yeah. maybe. But there is one last shot of Hangman Page outside on the floor as he's kind of hurt, and the camera doesn't realize he's actually hurt, and is gonna go over there to try to get a close up, and he's gonna be like, "Get, get out of here, get out of here, <laughs> not now." <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> that was it, right there. Yeah, that's right, that. Cut that. away, cut away. All right. Don't well, that's... show me. Don't show me, bro. Don't show me. That's the AEW talk for the week, okay? So, anybody have any closing comments about AEW? We try to squeeze them in. We're, like, in a pissed-off way, like, talking about AEW. Cause yeah. We, we, we sure I, wish no. it was better, but we, we do got to mention certain things, I guess. These are big-time names in wrestling, even though they're not being used to their full potential. But I did skip some Orange Cassidy stuff. I skipped some Christian stuff with Daniel Garcia. So. That was actually not bad. We actually should have showed that over probably this whole thing. But that's neither here nor there. The one thing I'll say about this show that I don't understand, or I'm, confused, I'm not really confused, is more amazed about is how, despite how awful these shows are, they seem, the fan base, the loyal fan base that they do have, seems to stick, the 800,000 or so people are sticking with the show no matter what. I give those 800 people, 800,000, excuse me, people, because uh, I expected it to be actually 800. Maybe that's why it was. Because <laughs> really, this show is awful. Like, this is a terrible show, top to bottom. So I'm amazed that people are sticking with this show no matter what. Like, it was 800,000 when MJF was there, when MJF isn't there, when Punk was there. Maybe they got a, a bit over to, like, or closer to a million. But for the most part, the fan base is giving up on this. And I'm amazed. My point is that I'm credit to the fan base. For we have no other choice. Food. What are we supposed to do on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock? It's Come just, on, I, have, I put it on and it's like, oh, okay, I Come guess. On, <laughs> Ridiculous. It's, there's plenty of things people could be doing instead of watching this crapola. No, I have night. to watch wrestling. That's all I care about. People ask me, why I do I only have a wrestling podcast? Why don't you talk about other things? It's because wrestling is all I care about. <laughs> Well, and that's, that's it. I'm not going to say if that's sad or not, but the point I'm going to make is this. I'm, I I, still am amazed by that, though, because this is a very low-quality show. It didn't really have a lot. Um, I know we went through some of the things that it did have. And How about the Orange Cassidy make... stuff with the kingdom? You have any comments about that? No. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Is it awful? Well, if you think so it's, I mean, I, he, they had a hardcore death match with him and... 
Uh, <laughs> Matt Taven, <laughs> right? Don't Yeah. Sorry, last, Robert. Last on. week, uh, not uh, this week. I want Robert to. T- I want Robert to take this one. Yeah, want, any I, thoughts, I Robert? Not necessarily not, about Orange I, Cassidy. I don't, but I don't have anything. a comment about the, the angle with uh, Orange Cassidy. Just what happened at the end when uh, what's his name came back. Um, Jake Hager. Yeah, Jake, Jake Hager. Hager. He came out back of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, out of nowhere and decided to help Orange Cassidy. I, I don't remember them ever, you know, being a part of any type of alliance together. So that that felt random to me. Yeah, I, I don't only, know. That, that just it's only because like... I think it was only because uh, Hager's from Oklahoma and that, that Oklahoma. Oh. That, so which... it, it wasn't it wasn't because of any type of connection with Orange Cassidy then. I'm almost positive we won't see Hager again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, so that was, that was just like a cameo then, all right. <laughs> yeah, if basically. He's there, if he's there again, I'll be shocked. Collecting a paycheck. Another another one yeah. of them AEW wrestlers just collecting a paycheck. I all right. Love, and with that said, I'd love to work for AEW and just sit there and, and collect it, uh, maybe a six-figure salary. That would be nice. That would be nice. All right, yeah. well, if anyone doesn't have anything else to say, I'll end this yeah. segment. For AEW for the week weekly talk last week our AEW talk snuck into our WCW segment so this week we'll have yeah, a dedicated right. segment for AEW but Vlad again yeah. not too impressed with AEW this week but we're heading into Revolution and I guess we'll see what they come up with there all right, right for Vlad the wrestling expert for Robert the frozen Asian we'll be back with more content as soon as we can hit subscribe and like thank you very much. <laughs>